All right, we will proceed to the Word of God and we will be reading from Colossians chapter, 7, verses, uh, chapter 4, verses 7 to 18, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. And so, may I invite the congregation to please stand as we read Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 to 18, and I'll be flashing them on the screen, or you may read with whatever versions that you may have with you. Let us read. Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justus, these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear with him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Look, the beloved physician greets you as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting, greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by its reading. Let us pray. Father, we come to you today, Lord, asking that you will open our hearts and illumine our souls and spirit as we study your word. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to study your word, to dive into the beauty and the wondrous truth you have for us. And Lord, use this time so that we may be able to see your truth and apply them in our very lives. We worship you and glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, our divine teacher, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's all be seated. Last week, we have heard Pastor Well and that wonderful sermon, and uh, we'd like to thank him for bringing uh, those wonderful truths uh, in us. But now, I'd like to start our conclusion on our theme, discipleship. It's a coined word that we somehow, not really invented, but copied it somewhere. We already knew that the word discipleship was used or were used by some other churches or organizations. So we're concluding the theme disciple shift. But as we end that theme, by no means we're ending discipleship. Because in fact, discipling and the idea of discipleship will continue in this church as it it is not really an option for us to stop it because we exist. That's one of the core reasons why we exist as a community because we are called to disciple. We are called no less than the Lord Jesus 
before he went up to heaven to disciple. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And so therefore, I'd like to say that discipleship is not an optional endeavor of a church. It's not a program. It is not to be just a theme. Discipleship is a core function of the church. We exist because we ought to disciple. We are called to discipleship. The problem here is this. We always reduce discipleship to classroom. We reduce discipleship to transferring information. I'd like to uh, bring that and uh, acknowledge Brad Briscoe, one, of the, one preacher who said that, that we reduce discipleship to classroom, to transfer of information, which is not. And so how do we continue discipleship in this church? And so I entitled this sermon, The Way to Do That is to Build a Gospel Culture in a Gospel Community. What is a gospel culture? What does it mean to have a gospel culture in this church? What does it mean to have a gospel community? Let me define to you what culture is. Perhaps if you're a graduate of sociology, perhaps you know this. But let me define it to you. I will not go very far. I'm taking this from Merriam-Webster. And according to the traditional definition of culture, it says, culture is a customary belief, norms, material traits. Culture is also a set of shared attitudes, shared values, goals, and practices that characterize a group of people. It is conventions, social practices, expressions of ideals, social, moral, and even intellectual aspirations. So culture is not just norms, it's not just customary belief. Actually, I'd like to say that culture is more like set of shared attitudes, values, and goals. During the time that we're planning for the next year, Pastor Well challenged us with this. What is our shared value? What is the value of this church? What do we see as our shared value? We, the people of God, are here not because we just woke up one day and realized that we are a fan of a man named Jesus and we want to build a fans club. And that we're all gathered here because it's just so nice to be here. We are here because we are called by God. We are called to a community. We are not just creating a fans club. We are creating a community of disciples, followers of Jesus, genuine, authentic followers of Jesus. That is the call of this church. Because if we are just creating a fans club, if we are just creating an event, if we are just creating a goody-goody place, then we are at the wrong place. You are at the wrong place. This is not a fans club for Jesus. We are here to be followers of Jesus, to be ardent, serious, authentic, genuine followers of Jesus. So we want to have a culture, not just customary belief, not just belief or norms, not just moral traits, not just set of values, not just goals, but a community, our entire being solely devoted for the glory of God and for the praise 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are teaching, we are calling people, we are discipling people to Christ-likeness. That is our goal. And out of that Christ-likeness, we will worship God, we will do mission, we will share the will of God, we will share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want a gospel culture. We want a culture that is shaped by the gospel. We want belief, norms, attitude, shared belief, shared values, shared goals. We, have, we want to have practices that is deeply rooted, fully informed, and wholly shaped by the gospel of Jesus. In other words, we want to have a culture that is deeply rooted, fully informed, wholly shaped by the gospel of Jesus. No other culture, no other argument, no other plea. We want to be shaped wholly, fully informed, deeply rooted by the gospel and of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now you will tell me, well, the gospel is just the message of salvation. Why do we need to be fully informed by that? Why do we need to deeply be rooted in that? Why do we need to be wholly shaped by the gospel of Jesus? Isn't that just about salvation? Well, let me tell you this. If you think that salvation is just a matter of the transfer of place, and what do I mean by that? If you think that salvation is just moving from hell to heaven, you're missing the entire point. That is not just your salvation. If you see salvation as just going to heaven, I am sorry to say this, you're wrong. Salvation is not just transferring from hell to heaven. Of course, that's one benefit of the salvation. Of course, that is one effect of your salvation. But that is not all. There's more to salvation than going to heaven. Personally, for me, with the many facets of the gospel is this, our union with Jesus. We will be with God. That is the intention of God from the very beginning. He is calling His people to be one with Him. You are going to your Creator. You are realizing your worth and your infinite value. And your worth and infinite value is not based on what people tell you. It's infinitely based on Jesus Christ. He is your value. He is the worth that we have. The reason why you have words is because of Him. Everything about Him. Nothing about us, nothing about me. And that is why, you know, Pastor Well, you're telling us, ayoko na maganito. Because we understand that. But of course, today, I kachaw Him. You know, by, by putting, where we're all putting a show here and then you're giving it. But that's not, it's not about us. It's not about the pastors here. It's not about our programs here. It's about Jesus Christ. Why gospel? Because the gospel is not just about a simplistic notion of going to heaven. The gospel is a proclamation of God's love. It's an expression of God's love and forgiveness. It's an act of redemption for wretched sinners like you and me. Isn't that what the gospel is all about? The gospel is all about the sovereignty of God saving people who cannot and don't have an ability to save themselves. That is the gospel. You did not choose God. God has chosen you. That is the gospel. That sovereignty of God. What is your contribution to your salvation? We've been saying that. Ang husay nyo naman kung kayo ang pumili kay Jesus. 
Kung kayo po pupunta sa langit, kasi tinanggap nyo lang siya. Tinanggap nyo siya sapagkat kayo ay nakakilala sa kanya. Binuksan niya ang inyong puso. We've been saying that. Why did you accept Christ? Why did you follow Christ? Why do you want to obey Christ? It's because Christ opened your heart first. There's no way you're going to God without, without Him giving Himself to you first. Without the Holy Spirit, you won't be able to understand the gospel. So what is your boasting there? Nothing. That is the gospel. That is not just simplistic change of place or simplistic changing your eternal destination. It's more than that. The gospel is an expression of love and that expression of love, God is calling us to that same love to be expressed with others. Kaya nga sabi ng Panginoon, love God and love one another. The gospel is an expression of God's mercy and grace in your life. And if that is the gospel, how, we ought, how should we ought to express that grace, that mercy, that love with one another, with the people here, with the people outside? You know, the gospel is something that we Christians cannot overemphasize. There is no such thing as we're overemphasizing the gospel. There is no such thing that over-preaching of the gospel. Some preachers say that, and I believe it. We believe it. There's no over-preaching of the gospel. And we need to be informed, wholly shaped by that gospel. Love, grace, grace mercy, redemption, and forgiveness. The gospel is the message of the Son of God who came into the world, left His throne above, found in the likeness of man, embraced humanity, died for you and me. As John Wesley said in his hymn, one of the, my favorite hymns, he said, how, how can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died He for me who causes pain. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me. That is the gospel. So you think you can overpreach yourself with that? Don't you need salvation every day? Don't you need mercy of God every day? Don't you need grace every day? Had it not been to the grace of God, you wouldn't wake up this morning. Had it not been to the mercy of God, you have just have been killed probably a while ago. But because of the sustaining grace of God, you are here. You can never overemphasize the gospel. So how do we express the gospel in a discipleship community? And then we have read this. We have read this text. And in this text, there are persons mentioned here. And I took that as my last sermon here because I'd like to have a very bombastic sermon. But I realized, no, I couldn't do that. I want us to look at two things today. I want us to look into these persons mentioned in these epistles in Colossians chapter 4 and look into the contributions, their contributions to the gospel community. And also, let's look into the values and traits that they have shown as a manifestation of having a gospel culture. So two things. Let's look into the people mentioned here and let's look at the values and traits and their ways they have done their community as a manifestation that they have indeed a gospel culture. Two things. 
And I say that because we have been saying this, that we want to disciple people, as I've mentioned a while ago. But we always, that's a program. Well, we have a discipleship ministry, and that's good, because we want to make sure that discipleship will never be out of our radar. Because the church could forget discipleship and focus on something else. But as I've mentioned, discipleship isn't a program. It is the reason why we exist. You are called to disciple. When you accompany someone, when you pray for someone, when you show that someone how to love Christ, when you show that someone how to study the Word of God, that is discipleship. Discipleship does not happen only in classroom. Discipleship doesn't happen only in your care groups. It happens when you accompany someone and show them the way of Christ-likeness. How do you love God? How do you transfer that love of God in you with others? That's discipleship. It's not easy because it involves your very life. And let's look at these people. Let's look into these characters. Because you see, my dear brothers and sisters, and I'll say this, discipleship calls the gospel community, and we are that gospel community, to reframe itself to a gospel-centered culture that is deeply rooted, fully informed, wholly shaped by the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel community. A gospel community that loves the Lord of God. A gospel community that yearns the word of God. I have no, nothing against the church having events to invite people who are unbelievers. I have nothing against that. We will create perhaps Paskuna or a concert here and there. I have nothing against it. I have nothing against it. For people to be invited here, I have nothing against it. But you see, if we are inviting people, if we want people to come just for an event, for them just to be entertained here because they see good-looking pastors here or pastor here will just make you laugh, they will get bored with us later. Why? Because you cannot beat the entertainment outside. You think you can beat the entertainment outside? You can't. They have drinking spree there. They can turn their hose into a nightclub. We cannot do that. So if we are asking people to come here and just be entertained, we cannot beat outside. We cannot. We can't do that. But how can we ask people to be invited? How can we make them stay in this church? Not through an event. We can make people stay here if we are loyal, if we are into the Word of God. They will hear the Word of God being preached here. They will hear the Word of God being studied here. They will see that the life our lives have been changed by the Word of God. We are solidly, and most of, most of all, we are so into the Word of God. Why? Because the world cannot beat us with the love of the Word. That's what we are called for. Walang masamang mag-party-party. nothing against that. But if all you do will be like that, you cannot beat people outside. You cannot beat them. They're happier why? Because they cater to the flesh. But why do you stay here? Why are you here? Because you love the Word of God. You know that the Word of God is being preached here, will be studied, it will be exegetically explained to you here. We do not play with our doctrine here. 
We are serious with our belief. We want to encourage people to walk in the knowledge of God, to walk and express that love to others and to the community and to the larger body of Christ. We are calling people to do mission. We're calling people to share them through evangelism. That is our call. That would be boring for some, but for those who are saved, for those people who know God, that's the power of God unto salvation. You will be attracted to it. That's what you live for. That's what we signed up for. Because discipleship calls us to reframe ourselves, to have a gospel-centered culture. The problem here is this. We have many reductions of God. And I've been saying that over and over again. We have a community that is just religiously ritualistic. And I've said that many times here. We have a community that perhaps value, perhaps facility, value, organization more than people. And so when we do that, our gospel community erodes. And with that erosion of the gospel community, people fail to experience and know God. We don't know how it means to feel and know God. Why? Because we're so embedded with a lot of rituals, with a lot of self-righteousness acts. Nothing about the Word, nothing about the Gospel, nothing about the true fidelity in the Word of God. I am so thankful that this church remains to be faithful in the Word of God. Of course, there are so many forms of theology. There are so many slices in the way people will have their tradition or belief. That is okay. This church believes in the continuation of the gift of the Spirit. That is okay. Some people don't. But are we true to the Word of God? Are we sticking with our essentials? We're serious with that because Christianity is a serious business. Somebody said, and I've heard this in a podcast, if Christianity was a made-up religion, we should have just made it easier for ourselves. If Christianity is a made-up religion, we should have just probably made it easy for ourselves. But it's not. Christianity is not easy. Following God is not easy. Let it be heard in this pulpit. You are called by God to make sacrifice. You are called by God to make disciples. That's not easy. You are called by God to die. And I will not mince my words. This will be my last preaching here. You are called to die. That is what Christ is requiring of you. Are you willing to die to yourself? Because if you will lose your life for his sake. You will find it. That is what Jesus said. Any one of you who will lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Jesus is calling you to a radical obedience. Itigil na natin ang paglalaro sa ating pananampalataya. Cannot. This is a call for serious Christianity. Look at these people and look at their contribution. Let's look at these people, the persons. We have Tychicus, Onesimus, Aristarchus, Mark, John Mark. 
Justus, Epaphras, Luke, Dimas, Nympha, and Archippus. Very difficult names to pronounce. Pinaraktis ko to, kaya hindi ako nabulol. But look at these people. Let us go to the verse. Tikikos will tell you about my activities. So pwede pala yung magmarites. Kasi sabi ng Bible, di ba? Tikikos will tell you all about my activities. In fact, in verse uh, 9c, together with Onesimus, they will tell you everything that has taken place here. So pwede palang magsabi, magkwento. But of good report. Look at how Tikikos and Onesimus were described in these passages. It says here, they will tell you about my activities. He is a beloved brother. It's characterized by love. You don't call people beloved if you don't love them. Don't be so plastic. If you love them, say beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose. What's the reason? So that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. So the reason why Apostle Paul was telling Tikikos and Enesimus to tell them what's happening to them and of course, as you know, later on, Paul will be imprisoned. And the reason why is that is this. So that they may be encouraged. So ang reason pala kung tayo magmamarites is to encourage people. O ba't kayo natatawa? Kasi minsan ito eh. Tayong mga Kristiyano, I've learned this from my mom. My, my mom talaga, social, di ba? Mom. Sabi ng nanay ko, Wag tayong lagi nagtitinda ng daing. Alam mo nagtitinda ng daing? Daing ng daing. Parang hindi kayo pinagpala ng Diyos. Parang hindi gumagawa ang Diyos sa buhay nyo. Mga teknik niyo minsan tatawag sa inyo, anak, naku, grabe, hirap na hirap ako dito. Totoo naman yun. That's not, you're not, you know. But, wala ginawang mabuti sa inyo. Diyos, daing ng daing. Wag kayong magtinda ng daing. Kaya pag sinasabi ng nanay ko sa akin, kamusta nga ito? Ayun, nagtitinda na naman ng daing. Proclaim the goodness of God in your life. It's not bad to be honest about yourself. If you're really undergoing tremendous pain or difficulty, that's okay. Pero araw-araw na lang, sister, talaga, iwasan ka na mga kaibigan mo. Paano pag nakita ka, naku, grabe, iyak ka na lang ng iyak. Para wala bang ginawang mabuti ang Diyos sa'yo na kaya mong ipagpasalama. That's what the gospel community is all about. Huwag magtingda ng... O, yun. Pwede siguro mga bangos, ganyan. Why? Because the Bible says, so that He may encourage your hearts. When the people come to you, are they encouraged? Either yayabangan mo sila, alam mo, sis, grabe, bagong-bago nga itong damit ko eh. Walang-wala eh. Walang-wala akong pera, pa, LVLV na lang talaga ako eh. Kasi nawalan ako ng pera, hindi ko pinapasok sa Hermes, nag-Louis Vuitton na lang ako. Ano kayo si Sharon Coneta? Kaya nakikita ka pa lang ni sister, iniiwasan ka na magyayabang na naman to. Can you just encourage someone? How do you encourage someone? By listening to the person. Is there something of good report that he wants, he or she wants to tell you? Listen to it. Oh, wow, wonderful. Ito to lang. Oh, maganda talaga. Thank you. Wow, wonderful. You know, I will not mention there are people here who are like that. Pag nagkwento ako, I know that they're also excited about me. Ang sarap magkwento sa kanila. Ang sarap nilang makinig. At ang sarap din nilang magkwento sa akin. Just, just so encouraging. 
At pag nag-iyakan naman, totoo din, walang kaplastikan. Hindi kami nagkikinda ng daing. Totoo lang naiyakan. Why? Look at Tikikos. That's what gospel community is all about. It's about encouraging one another. It's about being of good report to one another. Hindi yung nare-report niyo yung kapatid ninyo, aray. O sige, sabay-sabay tayong umaray. Sabi natin, aray. Huwag kayong magsalita, wala naman kayong ginawa, kundi siraan ang siraan. Yung mga kapatid ninyo, ay ganyan yun, nahirapan. Grabe yung si sister. Hirap-hirap kami, pero atin lang to Ipag-pray natin siya. Good report, hindi. O, umaray na tayong lahat. Ganyan naman tayo, di ba? Isama ko na sarili ko. Baka sabihin nyo, nagmamalinis ako. Isama ko na. That is being a gospel community. Tikikos and Onesimus. You know, Tikikos is a companion of Paul, as you know that in his third missionary journey. You could read him. I won't show it on the screen in Acts 20, verse 4. He's such an encourager. Um, he's an elder of the church. There are people here who are great encouragers. If you're an elder of this church, you must be an encourager. Hindi yung una kayong numisita-sita sa mga tao. Hayaan nyo nang sumita yung ibang tao if you're an elder of this church, a leader of this church, una kayong mag-encourage sa mga tao. Well, do you think they will come here and be just be criticized? Of course, there will be a time and place for correction and rebuke. Don't get me wrong. There, there will be a time for correction and rebuke. And if you're rebuked, don't get it wrong because people just love you here. I'm oftentimes I'm being rebuked, no less than by my good brother Well, But you see, that is part and parcel of it. But if you are a leader of this church, can you be an encourager? Can you be a Tikikus? Can you be a Nesimus? We've studied last time, Gaius, right? Be an encourager. Aristarchus as well and as Onesimus. You know Onesimus, but before, before I go to Aristarchus, Onesimus, as you know, if you read the letter to Philemon, he was a former slave. You see, in the community of God, you will see it a little later, there's no discrimination. Onesimus is a fellow servant of God, a former slave. And I've mentioned here, you know, in Roman law, if you're a slave, you're not a human being. You're a chattel. Pag sinabing chattel, you're a property. You are a movable property. Hindi ka tao. Para ka lang washing machine, para ka lang living washing machine, living sampayan, living whatever. But you see, in the community of God, in a gospel community, there is no discrimination. I am so happy when a uh, brother of ours is taking also his master's degree. Ang dami nilang master's degree sa theology. Sama na ngayon si Pastor Well. Magpi-PhD siya, mag-abang lang kayo. Ngayon, nung nag-aaral siya, he surveyed our church. And he was pleasantly surprised to learn that many of the people here in the church, our leaders, top leaders at that, one of our elders, and many of our care group leaders, ministry leaders, are from the household service industry. I said, oh, you do that? Yeah. This church was started by house workers. They are part and parcel of who we are and our identity as a church. And so, we don't care. So long as you do a dignified work, Monday to Friday, remind ko kayo mga kapatid, be proud of it. There is nothing wrong with what you do. Ang mahiya, yung mga senador na nagnanakaw sa bansa. Binoboto nyo naman. Na-convict sa Sandigan Bayan, binoto ninyo. Ngayon, Mac, willing na ako magsalita laban sa mga, kasi nun, pinipigil ko ang sarili ko, kasi bawal yon sa amin. We cannot be partisan, we cannot be political. Now it's my last sermon, I'll be political, I'll be partisan. 
Pag may conviction sa sandigang bayan, huwag niyong iboboto. Di ba? Nagnakaw siya ng drambong, nahihiya. Sila hindi sila nahihiya. Takbo pa nga ng takbo. Oh. Kayo, kayo pa pinagtitiwalaan ng inyong mga employer sa kanilang value boss, nahihiya kayo sa ginagawa ninyo, magsisikay sa kasalanan nyo. Be dignified. Do it with dignity. We are, you are valuable in this church. Huwag nyo ngayon, katulong lang ba kayo? Sinagsabi nyo katulong lang. Household service managers, excuse me. <laughs> Di ba? Social. Yun ang bago yung pangalan. Household service managers. Totoo naman, manager. I know of these people. Hindi makakagawa yung amo na wala sila. All of, so, tama-tama lang ang pag-ayas. Sobra naman kayo makayas. Huwag niyo akong lunurin sa yes niyo. Pati ultimo kanilang singte, lahat, dinasa na sa kanila. One time, pakasabay ko sa aeroplano, sabi niya, ayaw pa nga po akong paalisin. Bakit? Kasi mawawalan sila ng kapital sa buhay. Pati uh, singtel, bayad, pati yung pusa, aso, lahat inasa sa akin. So ngayon po wala kayo. Ayaw ko, nagkakagulo sila ngayon. Ngayon na nagtatext. Kahit pagbabang pagbako ng plano, pati yung passcode ng pinto sa hanya tatanungin. If you're not manager, how do you call yourselves? There's dignity in labor. Mga kapatid na nasa ibang industriya, I don't want, I will go back here. I will raise from my grave if you will do this to my dear sisters. I tell you, Pastor Well and I will protect these people. Hindi uso yan dito sa church na ito. If you're a CEO in the morning, you will serve alongside these people Monday, come Sunday. Am I right? Let's do that because that's what being a gospel community is all about. Di ba? Palapakan natin ng Panginoon. Kasi hindi ko turo yun. Turo ng salita ng Diyos yun eh. Right? But some people, I'm so sad. Tatapating ko na, last ko na to eh. Ibang church, hinihiwalay nila yung kanilang mga magsisi sila sa kasal. I am very, very disappointed with that. Why? Hindi sila nakakitin English. Dito nga eh, we're forced to speak English. Kasi lahat kayo Englishera eh. Samantalang sila, hihiwalay nila sa service nila. Ah, may the Lord have pity on them. No, no, no. Seriously. Susulatan ko sila bago ako umalis eh. Magsisi sa kasalanan ninyo. There's no way you could... That's... Nagalit si Apostol Pablo, di ba? But yung circumcision party, hinihiwalay nyo doon sa mga... Where on earth? It will never... May the Lord's grace be with that. It will never happen in this church. So this is my encouragement to those people who are serving. Can you just serve God? There's nothing hindering you from serving in this church. Serve God! When you say, mga katulong po kami, I will... We will I, can, I should not hear that from you, okay? We will not hear that from you. You serve God here you grow in the Lord with these people. That's my call to you. You're called to discipleship. Huwag niyo sabihin katulong lang kayo. That's bad. Magsisi kayo ng kasalanan ninyo. Aristarchus, a fellow prisoner in the Lord. Bakit siya naging prisoner? Because of his sacrifice to the gospel. He was a zealous missionary and evangelist, Aristarchus. And Mark, John Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Now, a bit of a short story. I will not dwell on this much. But you know that John Mark started very weak. In Acts chapter 13, you know this, John Mark deserted Paul. And in John, uh, sorry, in Acts chapter 15, Barnabas wants to tag along John Mark. But Paul refused and detested. Wag mong isama yung lempot-lempot na yan, I don't want. Sabi niya. Of course, that's not what the Bible says. I'm just rephrasing. Um, no, I will not. He's, he's no of good. He deserted me. But 
in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, John Mark made a comeback. He started weak, but ang sabi niya po sa Pablo, you bring along, ngayon siya pa nagsabi, you bring him along because he's a great encouragement to me. You know, as a gospel community, some people will start very weak. Some people will start not so good. As a community of God, we should not judge them by them starting weak. Because they could be John Mark. They might be an encouragement to you sooner or later. There are people here in this church that are not, I'm not close with. Hanggang ngayon, hindi ko pa rin sila close. There are people here I'm not close with at first. But now, our lives are intertwined. Aristarchus, a fellow prisoner. We also read Justus. Jesus is called Justus. Who is part of the circumcision, meaning he's a Jew. That's what I'm saying a while ago also with Onesimus. It doesn't mean that you're a Gentile, whatever, whether you are a Ilocano, whether you, whatever you, nationality or regional accent that you may have, it's okay. So pardon these people who will speak here with a Visayan accent perhaps, or uh, an Ilocano accent. Well, of course, we value excellence. It's okay if you don't have the English twang or a very British accent. It's okay. <laughs> but we're not native speakers of English anyway. Ako, hirap na hirap mag-English. Totoo lang. Sabihin nyo, magaling po ka mag-English. Hindi, praktisado lang ito. Mas magaling si Pastor Well kasi okay siya eh. Very, ako, I practice. That's why I can speak better perhaps. Siya natural eh. So, isa, meron siyang thwang. But it's okay. Why? Because, you, you see, Paul did not mention Justus as the only man of the circumcision because he wanted to emphasize this is a Jew. And in the community of God, in the economy of God, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. Wala itong Ilocano. This is not a church for Ilocanos. This is not a church for the Bisaya. This is a church for the people who love God. People who are serious studying the Word of God. Amen? Ba't parang humihina? People who are serious studying the Word of God. Amen? People who are ardent followers of Jesus. This is my last sermon. Can you just give it to me, please? This is a church for those people who are serious with their Christianity. Para Amen! May duda sila, pero nakumbinsan na nila sarili nila sa hulo. Yes. That is what we are called for. Epaphras. And look at this. I'm sorry. I'll go back to Jesus. They are fellow workers and they have been a comfort to me. I'd like to emphasize that word. They have been a comfort to me. A community of the gospel, a gospel culture is a, a community that comforts one another. It's a place of safe space. Yung mga chika-chika, iwan natin yan doon sa mga spaces to which it was said. I hope that Living Words Fellowship would be a safe space for people who are struggling with their mental health issues, with people who perhaps um, struggling with their lives. And this is a safe space where whether you're big, you're small, payat, mataba, macho, may anak, wala, may asawa, single, you will not be derided here. It will not be an issue here. And I've said this, sana huwag niyong gagawin. 
We do not have anything to do whether single ka, whatever. Kailan ka mag-aasawa? Please. Wali kong bilin yan. Huwag niyong sabi sa ta. Ba't wala pa kayong anak? Kailangan niyo siguro mag-bear brand alpine, uminom ng itlog. Hindi niyo alam ang pinagadaanan ng mga tao na yon. Please. You are there to comfort them. And they find a safe space in a gospel community. That's what gospel community is all about. Ang husay ninyo magsabi, wala ka pang anak. Pero sabihin niyo, patang pangit mo pa rin. <laughs> o kung ganunin ka. Kasi, you know, I've said this because I'm just being real to you. You know why? Because there are people who come to me that they were hurt. Kasi they've been trying. Tapos lagi pa sabihin, wala pa kayong anak. Alam niyo tayo mga Pilipino, maurira tayo. dami nating tanong. Pag may namatay, paano bakit namatay? Nakalibing na nga, di ba? Of course, namatay siya. Pag magkwento, hayaan natin. Kayo namatay, ilang beses kayo nagkwento ng pagkamatay ng inyong mga nga sa buhay. Kulang na lang, may video po mamaya, panoorin natin. Bakit wala kang anak? Tapos tutuksuhin nyo pa. Sabihin nyo, bakit ka single? Eh, ba't ikaw hindi ka naman masaya sa asawa mo? You see, there's no perfect place. We're all in love with Jesus Christ. Hindi nyo alam yung pinagdadaanan. So please, hindi yon part ng inyong pang-uurirat. Kung i-open ang tao, sabihin nga, single ako, oh, that's good, that's wonderful. Use that singleness to serve Christ. You're not missing out in life. So I don't want to hear that. I will raise up from my grave. I will come back here. Pag may nagagayan, bakit single ka pa? Sabihin nyo, tanong nyo kay Lord. Don't do that. Let this space be a safe space for everyone. Sabihin nyo, bakit ganyan ang suot mo? Bakit ka may hikaw ka agad? Huwag nyo muna nga talamin kung may hikaw. Siya tanongin nyo muna kung sabay nakakilala mo na sa Panginoon. Bakit? Bakit naka-shorts ka? Well, I'm not saying that we should not come to church appropriately dressed. Kita nyo naman, lagi akong nakasputing. Although, I am ten- tempted with my last sermon to wear something groovy. Gusto kong gayahin si Steve Fortique, eh. yung mga naka-t-shirt lang with the rubber shoes, and, you know, palakad-lakad, you know, doing that. But of course, this church is too conservative. But you see, that is not what we are for. Bakit ka naka-shorts? Yung pala yung tao, tumakbo lang, whatever, o naiyaya siya, ginudge mo. Hindi na bumalik yung tao. Bakit? Hindi na find na safe space siya rito. Of course, may pumupunta rito na parang talagang galing siya sa party. Mabuti yun. Bago siya nag-party o bago siya galing siya sa party, nakadalig siya ng salatan ng Diyos. Who knows? That's the way for him to know the gospel. Let's not judge immediately. Ayaw niya rin naman ginudge kayo, di ba? Because we are a gospel community. Look at this Justus. Epaphras, a struggle. Now, I want to emphasize this. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you always struggling on your behalf in His prayers. So a gospel community is a community that prays. Regularly prays. We have people in this church who are struggling for us in prayers. They are our prayer ministry headed by Tita K and some Ate Weng and all of those people. I cannot remember you at this very moment. But can we just give a clap offering to the Lord for these people? I will confess, hindi nga ako sumasama sa kanila eh. Sabihin nyo, Pastor Kapaman, hindi ko sumasama sa prayer. Oo, oh, oo oh, oh, na, oo oh, na. Hindi ako sumasama. Alas, hindi ko tulog pa ako kasi. 
Pero alam nyo, kahit ganon, pinatawad nila ako. Sila pinatawad ako eh. Pero alam nyo, they are praying Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays for all of us. Of course, I'm ashamed and I'm not proud of it na hindi ako nakaka-attend doon. I'm not afraid. I'm not as, I'm not proud of it. I'm ashamed. Pasensya na kayo, patawarin ninyo ako. But you know, these people, despite na hindi kami nakakapunta ron, they still continue. Every prayer meeting, the people who are leading us in the prayer meeting are always praying for us. They are struggling for us, praying for you. You know, praying is not just, you know, asking God or you know, making God like an ATM machine. This is not about mentioning your personal request to God. It's actually your community is sharing that burden with you. It's being heard in the community. And I hope when somebody asks, nakita natin yung mga prayer request, in your heart, solely in your heart, can you just say, Lord, this prayer request of this sister, Lord, just grant it in accordance to your will. Or there's something that this sister of mine is asking, can you just give it to her in accordance to your will? And open the will of that person. Why? Because in some portion of time of your life, you also had a prayer request that was answered by God because someone prayed for you. That is what gospel community is all about. He's, he does that because that you may stand mature and fully assured of the will of God. So, in this sense, let's look at this verse 13. In fact, may additional, and sabi niya, for I bear witness that he has worked hard for you and for those people in Laodicea, in Heropolis. Look, the beloved physician, you know him. I will not discuss who he is. Look at how he reported as well and how he helped in the propagation of the gospel as well as Demas. Now, let me just discuss with you quickly Demas. Now, he's the contrast of um, uh, a while ago, John Mark. If John Mark started weak, Demas, in another uh, instance in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10, Paul said that Demas left him and embraced the world. The Bible did not tell us what does embracing of the world mean. Some says he retired. That's a very conservative view. Some said that he wanted to just go back to attend to his personal matters. Those are the views. Some said that he um, was lured into sin. Whatever form of interpretation, the Bible scholars let them debate on that. The Bible did not tell us. Apostle Paul did not give more account to that. But this is my firm belief. I believe that somehow Demas was redeemed in, in the end. That's my personal belief. The Bible also did not say. Um, the epistles did not tell us. But you see, people can also start very strong and ended up weak. People will leave us. I will leave you in a couple of weeks to go. But my leaving will not cripple this church. Why? Because it is the same spirit. I am not indispensable in the economy of God. I am just a worker of God. In fact, itong sabi ko kay Pastor Well, I'm just being honest with you. If there is one thing that I think my leaving might probably bring at some point some good is this. I hope that people will realize their call to God and their calling the Lord. You will step up because perhaps you see and perceive, I'm using those terms, see and perceive that there might be 
vacancy. But actually, there's no vacancy. You have to obey God because you are called to disciple one another. You are called to minister to one another. Don't wait for the pastor. If you will wait for Pastor Well to pray for each and every one of you, he'll get tired. He'll be dead by the time he reaches the 80th, 200th, 300th person. But if you can minister with one another, we're multiplying the pastoral role in this church and we will grow. Could you imagine the power of multiplication there? You don't need to be empowered. We don't need a special anointing service to be here. The Bible already tells you, you can disciple, pray, minister to that someone. Gusto niyo pang ipag-pray? Gusto mong gawa pa kami ng special blog for you? No, don't do that. Serve God. Minister to that someone. Pray for that someone. Visit that someone if he's in the hospital or if she's in the hospital. Share the word of God with them. Of course, don't leave us in the lurch. Inform the pastoral team and the pastoral staff. Of course, the pastoral team now are our elders. Inform them so that we, as a church we could minister to them. But you yourself, you can do that. Anong inihintay ninyo? Walang special anointing service. Anointed na kayo ng banal na espiritu. Do it! Serve God. Share the gospel. What's the will of God in our lives? Hindi yun nakikita sa bolang kristal. Ang dami nating mga ganap. And how to find the will of God? What is the will of God? Perhaps I will do the verse, Oh, the wrath of God is coming. O, tignan mo, nakita ko ngayon. Wrath of God is coming. Yung ba ang will sa akin ng Panginoon? Do I need to? And Lord, I have a test. The will of God is not a rocket science. The will of God is not hidden. It's been exposed in the scripture. The will of God is this. For Christ to be known and to make Him known. To disciple others. To share them the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the will of God. To bring the kingdom of God on earth. That's the will of God. Is that a rocket science? It's been revealed in the scriptures. So pag tinatanong ninyo ang will ng Diyos, ito ang will ng Diyos sa inyong buhay. Maglingkod kayo sa Panginoon. I-share ninyo ang Ebanghelyo ni Jesus. I-share ninyo ang Ebanghelyo nagbago sa inyong buhay. Yun ang will ng Diyos. Huwag kayong magharap ng love life. That's not the ultimate will of God. Tama mali. Tama. Of course, I will not admit that I'm wrong. Tama. Ang will of God ay hindi makahanap lang ng asawa. Ang will of God ay share ninyo to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Live out that gospel of Jesus Christ and share them about how Christ has changed your lives. Yan ang will ng Diyos. Huwag nyo nang hanapin sa bawalang kristal. Wala doon. Nireveal ng salita ng Diyos. Look at that. And of course, let's look at this very quickly before we end. I know that you will pardon me a bit. This is my last time. I'll uh, increase a little bit. Give my greetings to the brothers of Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. What did it say? Nympha allowing her house to be used as a church. Isn't that a showcase of her generosity? That she's showing and allowing her resources to be used for the kingdom of God. Are you allowing your resources to be shared, to be, be of good use for the glory of God? You're being like a nympha here. We share resources here. We give to the church. We give our tithes and offering. Not only because we follow God, but also we know that this is our way to share the burden of the church because we are part of that gospel community. Are you allowing your resources, your time, effort, and energy to be shared and to be used for the glory of God like Nympha? Then you are showing that you are part of the community of God. 
And of course, we have read here in this, and I will end here. Particularly to Archippus. I'd like to read it here. To Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. How many of you here have received the ministry from the Lord? I hope and pray and I encourage you to be Archippus. Of course, there are so many interpretations to that, but I think Apostle Paul was encouraging Archippus to continue. That is one. If you are serving this church, why don't you just continue? Continue. Never stop. There will be troubles along the way. There will be problems along the way. Just serve God. And I say this. There are people here whom I know, but I don't want to preempt them. I don't want to jump the gun. And I don't want to play the role of the Holy Spirit in their lives because I know that God will speak to them. I know that you know that you are called by God in the ministry. And I say this in the pastoral ministry. Why don't you just obey God? Why don't you continue the ministry that you have received from the Lord? I say this, don't be like me. I rejected and ran away from the call of God in my life for 40 years. Ito ang kayabangan ko. Sabi ko sa sarili ko, when I feel that the Lord is calling me, parang the Lord is calling me to be a pastor. Sabi ko, I'm too intelligent to be a pastor. I'm too good to be a pastor. Yan pagpapastor ginagawa yan, walang magawa sa buhay. I was wrong. Don't be like me. I ran away from God. Ran away as far as I could. And here I am, preaching. Here I am, had served you as a pastor of this church. I cannot run away from it. So don't be like me. If you are called by God, let God, let the Holy Spirit speak powerfully to you today. Let the Holy Spirit, and I'll pray this, that the Lord will disturb your heart and you will not stop and you will be disturbed until and unless you follow God. Don't resist it. Don't be like me. Follow God. Because that is the way to go. I will leave this church, not the ministry, but I will leave this church temporarily. I will hang my pastoral robe for a time as I will have to arrange something, as you know. But I know, not that because pastoral ministry is something that you could wear or something. I'm not referring to that. I don't mean that. What I'm saying is this. I will go to a place that at the moment I will not be able to pastor a church. But my pastoral role will not stop. My priesthood will not stop, will not cease. Why? Because all of us are priests. Some are called to the ministry, to the pastoral role, to the full-time ministry, or some bivocational ministry. But I want you to discern that. People who are here, young people, and even the older people who are here, I know that God has spoken already to your heart. I just want to say that God is confirming it. Follow God. Don't be like me. These are the values and traits as manifestations of the gospel. Because you know a gospel community, love, 
and give affection. They are faithful. They're committed. They encourage one another. They are strong. They have fortitude. They experience and they practice equality, no discrimination. They are comforting one another. They are praying for one another. They are generous. They are discerning. They're, there's the discipleship there. There's worship. There's mission. There's evangelism. There's courage. And all of these things. These are not an exhaustive list. But these are the traits that these people have exhibited. And I hope and pray that you will be like that. I will leave you with a good note as my final sermon in this church. Um, I'm very, very thankful to all of your lives. For those people who have supported us, who have affirmed my call to the Lord, who have been there, used by God to generous, generously support us, prayed for us, cried with us, and for those people who served alongside us. Thank you. Thank you very much. On behalf of my wife, my two kids, and my entire family, I'd like to thank you. I'm not yet leaving next Sunday, but as my final valediction here, I will not go without thanking all of you. I'd like to thank the elders of this church, Pastor Jerry and Atig Lowe, now in the U.S. Of course, Tita Eva and uh, my dear good brother, uh, Ruel. I have friends here, close friends of mine. I will not mention your name because I particular people, but you know who you are. And I am deeply, deeply blessed and touched by the way you have also ministered to us. I hope and pray that you will support Pastor Ruel, the leadership of this church moving forward. I also pray that you will continue to cultivate a gospel culture and that you will be a gospel community. Gusto ko magpasalamat sa inyong lahat personal sa pagiging parishioners and congregants ko during the pandemic. Ngayon ko kayo nakita, ngayon namang paalis na ako, ngayon namang nawawala na yung mask. Ako talaga siguro ang Jonah. Don't worry, tatapo na ako sa barko, titigil na ang bagyo. And true to it, patapos na ang pandemic, paalis naman ako. Wow. Um, for lack of a better term, sabi nga nila, wow, are you a jinx or what? You know? But uh, seriously speaking, thank you. Salamat po sa inyo. Maraming maraming salamat. Um, this is the first church that I've really pastored. I've served here as uh, chair of the board for six years and uh, Sunday school teacher for many years together with my wife also who served the Sunday School Ministry and the Praise Kids Ministry for 15 years. And uh, we're living actually very, very sad, but happy at the same time that you're in a good position. Um, you are not left abandoned. You have each other. I know that we will miss each other, but you have each other. Continue serving God, encouraging one another, and do it all for the glory of God. I will say this, I will miss you all. I will definitely <laughs> I will definitely remember all of you. If there's one thing siguro na pardon me, give me one minute more. If there's one thing na na cultivate sa akin, eto, walang kaplastikan, pagmamahal. And my wife knows this. I will go down every night thinking about all of you. That's not of me, you know. I will think about your problems, may people na legal, spiritual, lahat na. Dapat sinisingil ko sila sa mga legal problems eh. Um, and all of that. Pero kinakouch nila na spiritual problem, tapos nagiging legal na pala. So, but you see, God has cultivated my genuine love for all of you. And that is just so true. 
You know? That when I say that I really pray for you, nararatel ako pag may mga problema kayo, you know, that's difficult. And, and I realize that pastoring is difficult. Because you can really absorb it. Kaya siguro na-stress ako na, na mental breakdown talaga ako ng mga, I'm not prepared for that kind of, you know, that mental uh, challenge, you know. But it's so wonderful to serve you all. I really, truly, truly, walang halong kaplastikan, walang showbiz, truly, truly love you. Uh, I will miss you all. Um, thank you so much for being with me. And I know that you will pray for me. I'll be here, I'll be back when I'm around. Uh, but do this. Love God and love the people of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful truth that you are calling us to a gospel community and you are calling us to a gospel culture. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful years that we have served this wonderful, wonderful community. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us here 15 years ago, first with my wife and now here. Lord, want to thank these people for understanding, bearing with such a novice and experienced pastor who listened to my rants, who forgave me, forbear me in our family, who generously gave their, 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 their selves to us. And Lord, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful living perfection. We shall keep them very, very close to our our hearts to be solely devoted to him the grace of the lord jesus who redeems us and lavished us with his grace and the fellowship of the spirit who leads us to all righteousness be with you all to the triune god the holy and righteous one who will reign forever the father the son and the holy spirit and the people of god will respond with amen Amen and amen. I love you all. 
And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll see you again. And have a blessed Sunday. Tapos na po ang service.